Saturday. Get happy Saturday. Uh, 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 uh. I'm not about to rap today. But it is episode five of Sports Talk with Mark on the Good News Radio app. If you have not downloaded it yet or told your family members, friends to download it, please do. We love the support, not just for my show, but all the other shows on the Good News uh, family, Good News Sports, you know, Corsair Radio, Touchdowns and Tangents. We got some more coming up here soon. But again, episode five. Which, by the way, for those of you that don't know, this is a milestone for me. And here's why. A couple years ago when I was living in Detroit, I attempted to start a podcast in the past. Um, I had a great co-host. Uh, he's a very popular individual. He's on national TV every week. I'll name drop him later when he actually becomes a guest on my show. Uh, but we only made it to four episodes. And then I moved out here to California. So, for me, this is an all-time record. <laughs> Kudos for me. Matter of fact, I'm going to clap for myself. <laughs> I'm proud of myself today. I'm, pr- I'm very proud of myself today. And also, I woke up at 7 o'clock this morning, and I was in the ocean at 8 o'clock surfing, or at least I attempted to surf. The water was beyond rough, and I now have a bruised hip from getting tossed around like a freaking like ping pong ball and I'm, I'm, I sat out the rest of the session. I, I couldn't do it. I'm not, I'm not good enough yet to handle that. So, oh, well, you live and you learn. I'll be back out there probably in like one or two weeks when the, wa- when the water is uh, calmer. But today we have a very special guest in the studio live with us. Uh, by the way, if you guys want to call in and chat with us, the phone number, as always, is 323-900. 0478 hit us up uh we more than uh, glad to take the calls in and get some feedback some interaction with everybody but yes my special guest today is alex hines of course our radio plus some other projects outside the good news family but alex what's up man what's up mocky mock <laughs> boston accent damn you let's go baby oh. What's up, man? Hey, appreciate you coming through today. Yeah, man, I'm glad to make it through. I'm unlike uh, Michael, my co-show host from uh, from Courtside. I'll actually yeah. show up like five, ten minutes early rather than forty five minutes late. <laughs> it's no slight. Yeah, we, yeah, it is slight. We're we gonna keep grilling them until until he, until he uh, perfects that. Bro, you want to hear this? All right. <laughs> yes. So yesterday, uh, yesterday was Friday. Yeah. Okay. So, so two days ago. Oh, wait. You guys, on, you guys were on Thursday, right? Yeah, we were on Thursday, but I'm saying yesterday, uh, he and I were supposed to meet up and go to Shaq's spot at noon yesterday, okay? Okay. We had that planned out Thursday night. Uh, Aaron and I were ready. <laughs> yeah. This man woke up at 11. I called him. He didn't answer. He didn't text me. And then I finally get a text from him at like 3.30 in the afternoon saying, what's up, man? Where are you? And I called him. And I'm like, hey, I'm in Hollywood. I'm going around just asking people random questions and showing Aaron, my girlfriend, around the area and yeah. whatnot. And he goes, all right, cool, I'll meet you there. He ends up meeting at my condo at like 5 o'clock and tells me, yeah, man, I I woke up late and this girl hit me up and she wanted to go work out, so I went to Long Beach and that's why I was there. And I'm like, bro, what you doing, man? Like, what? You drive all the way out to Long Beach to work out? Oh, my my God. (laughs) Like, what? That might end up becoming a segment like Mike Hell stories. Literally, like <laughs> this week's Mike Hell story is he missed and they, out. And none of them have to do with me, but it's just like the stories that come my way are hilarious. Dude, if you only knew, like some of the stories I have with this man. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that off here. But all right, man. So my audience, and they're still, you know, fairly new audience, you know, especially to uh 
you know, just the radio station, the app. So, but tell us, you know, the things that you do, um, not within the Good News family, but other projects you got going on, how we can find you, support you. Tell us a little bit about you, how you got into sports, what you're doing, where you're trying to go, Damn. all that. Let's go. All right. So, uh, you want the uh, original starting point in my story? Uh, or the take, bridge? Let's, let's, let's take it to... Where'd you go to college? Because I know that's a big thing out there, especially with what we're getting ready to talk about later. Okay, so it, I went to a small liberal arts school in Lexington, Kentucky called Transylvania University, which is conveniently located about five, ten minutes away from UK, okay. University of Kentucky. And I actually lived on UK's campus because I said, I don't want to live with a thousand kids on one campus that really are freaking weirdos. So oh, wait, you actually I got escaped. to live on UK's campus? Yeah, I lived... Uh, I lived off of Maxwell and Rose, basically, which is like if I step outside yeah. my house and walk to the street, I can see the University of Kentucky sign and oh, the wow. campus right there. Like I'm right next to fraternity and sorority row. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, and I, I loved it out there, man. Uh, other than the weather, which uh, was a solid pain in my behind, I should say. Uh, I'm from you Detroit, know. so I understand you get it. cold you, weather. You get it. You get it. And then being out here, it's like, oh, man, this is like summer. This is like cold summer, and there's warm summer. There's no yes. other seasons. Yes. Uh, but I got my start out there uh, at Transy actually doing a music show on what was our uh, college radio station. And it was called Californication, of course, right? So uh, our station actually got bought by a local station and all the radio hosts were given the opportunity to actually join that station and do what they wanted and a lot of them actually didn't but uh i got an email from them about two months later saying hey look we liked what you did we want to give you a slot so what do you want to do and at the time i i kid you not i was in my wu-tang phase 36 chambers all right (laughs) so i'm sitting there and they're asking me what i want to do and i'm like i want to do a sports show because i'm a big sports fan i can talk about sports all day like none other i'd spend like three four hours uh every thursday and saturday at my local barbershop fades barbershop shout out to fades in lexington kentucky i love those guys yeah my guy g my guy rod my guy that's my friend name g g yeah g is a homie man i'm telling you big duke fan out in lexington which is wow ungodly i know yeah wow I don't know, man. Okay. And, uh, you know, I got my start there, uh, and I'm like, all right, what do I want to name the show? And you know what the first thing that came to me was? What's that? The Ruckus. Of course. So my show is called The Ruckus. Because Wu-Tang is not just a phase. It is a way of life. It is. It's not a phase. Way of the Woo, baby. That's right. Tell your dub up. Uh, so I've just continued doing my show and it's slowly expanded. And since I left the state of Kentucky, I had my studio there, which was actually like a radio studio. Yeah. So I came back out here and I've built my own studio out here. I'm doing my shows out here. I've expanded. I'm doing a show outside of courtside with Michael called don't at me, which is, uh, on podcast streaming services and courtside is here of course yep. and uh my show the ruckus is on uh 93.9 fm radio out in lexington you can get it online if you really want to but okay cool. Uh, and on podcast streaming services and i like doing all my shows in a video format so i can actually show you the instagram clips i can show you the youtube side of things so you can actually see not just my you don't, you don't hear my voice with visuals yeah. you actually see who i am yeah. and real-time reactions oh, that's dope man and every show I do, the one thing I try and make sure is that every show I do isn't like I do one uh, topic and then I go to the next yeah. and I stop recording and I think about it. Yeah. I do one run through. Every show. Okay. I, every show is one solid run through. Me sitting there 30 minutes talking yeah. with my notes ready to go and I'm 
on it instantly. Nice, man. Oh, that's dope, man. So, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely um, plug you in at the end and make sure everybody... Don't. It's, it's not worth it. What? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> also, follow this guy on um, Instagram. What's your Instagram name? At Himesworld, H-Y-M-E-S-W-O-R-L-D, because you know how it is. It's my world, man. That's right. You all know me. Life of Mark. Marky Mark. <laughs> all right. So, um, just starting with stuff that had... I mean, as far as the sports world goes, it's been a slow week. <laughs> As slow you know, is an understatement. It's been very slow. I mean, the biggest thing has been NCAA tournament. But before we begin the college basketball, a very prominent NFLer called himself retiring. Beginning of the week, if not end of last week, New England Patriots tight end, Rob Gronkowski. Great career, man. You are a Boston fan to the day you die. Rep why are you a Boston fan? Okay, so I was born and raised in L.A., bred everything, right? So you're pretty much a mortal enemy to anybody out here. Uh, man, if you only saw me in high school. During 2010, uh, during the Celtics-Lakers finals, at halftime, you I wrote... S- you suck for that. Oh, man. No, 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 no. At halftime, I wrote, ha-ha, Celtics are about to raise Banner 18. People literally printed out that post after I had to delete it because so many people were commenting on it. And the next day, they showed up. A guy named Omi Chamoyo, who I constantly bring up this story, literally showed up at my school with the printed post and followed me around a little bit and was laughing at me. Diehard Laker fan. And I'm like, dude. I mean, that's a level of dedication I don't think I would ever go down. Well, you're, but, you're a Detroit um, sports fan. It's not like you're winning anything right now. Bing! <laughs> well, I just had to kick him out of here. Um but anyway, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I do also like the Lakers, by the way. Okay, fair enough. But, okay, so getting back to the, like, how I'm a Celtics fan. Yeah. My mom. Back on track. This this is Hudson High School in Massachusetts. My mom is born and raised out in Massachusetts, went to Northeastern University, went to Hudson High School. Is she Mark Wahlberg's cousin? No, I wish, man. Right. I'd tell Mark that his burgers suck if I could. But. Y'all didn't hear that from me. <laughs> I've had Wahlburgers. They don't suck. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. If you he, ever want to do sponsorship, hit me up. He, he's winking right now. I bet he is. <laughs> no, I'm saying you're winking as you're saying it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, she always raised me to be a New England sports fan. And my, it was kind of like my grandpa was the reason why they were all sports fans. Right. And they went to the Celtics games as kids, like meeting Bill Russell, Havlicek, Kuz. Like, oh, wow. Hung, uh, yeah, like uh, my mom told me a story that she met Bill and uh, she asked Bill for a an autograph. And he said no. And then she asked him. Actually, no, this was my aunt. My aunt asked him to shake his hand and he smiled, laughed and said, sure. And I'm like, that's that's a dope story. But <laughs> I was raised as a New England sports fan in honor of my grandpa, and I rep it to the day I die. I got a signed Pierce 08 Finals jersey on my wall. Diehard New England sports fan. I'm telling you. All right. So you're a New England sports fan. Oh, and my dad went to school out in New England. He went to school in Massachusetts, so it's like, okay. I, yeah. You got New Englander parents. Yes. That's fair. Okay, that's very fair. But with Gronk retiring, did you see it coming? Were you sad? You know, what's your outlook for the Patriots next year? I knew it was coming. I did. You know, I think we all did. Yeah, it, it was expected. You know, like you see him throughout the years, and this year, you know, his productivity dipped. He, although, was a consistently accurate target, right? 
for Brady, it wasn't the same, and it didn't have that feel. The only time that it felt like, all right, this is real Gronk, was in the Super Bowl with that catch that set up the winning touchdown. And that that's yeah. for me. And I... He just he's been slowing down and injuries, injury after injury, back, arm. I mean the, uh, dude, shoulder. the dude was playing with a bionic arm. Yeah. For how long? <laughs> right? Like it's only a matter of time. Yeah. And the for a guy like him who is legitimately like a quick, big built body who could carry two, three guys on his back like he did against Kansas City. Yeah. Uh that guy's got a lot of wear and tear. Yeah. And it's not like he has Aaron Hernandez next to him to like take some of the load off. And I say that in particular because Aaron Hernandez really, when he was with the Patriots, did yeah. that for Gronk. And that was a really awesome, like dynamic duo from a tight end standpoint, which yeah. I don't think we've seen almost ever. Yeah. I shouldn't say ever, but it's hard to say. You know, when you talk about you know receiving core for any NFL team in past history, it's always you know the one-two receiver plus a tight end if they're you know capable or if that's what they're there to do, but. When your primary target has been a tight end, and then to pair him with another tight end, then the receiver is like, "Oh, well, okay, that's interesting." And so, two tight ends that could play like like receivers, basically. Very much so. I mean, both of those guys were quick on their feet, tall get, dudes, and linear. I mean, they could get down the field, catch the ball, and keep going. Yeah, it wasn't you know five yard hitch, grab it, turn around, maybe stick your arm out for a seven yard completion, but. Uh, do you think Gronk is the greatest tight end of all time? All right, look. That debate is like here, even though it's not the it's not the MJ LeBron debate, but it's is he the greatest tight end? Ah, you know, I'm kind of biased, and I admit this openly. You know, as much at least you as, admit it. Yeah, you know, like if you're going to at least talk about it, you might as well be open and honest with your opinions and how you're going to view things. You know, and for me, like I love Rob Gronkowski to death. Like, that man is the reason why, you know, we have a lot of, like, what has gone on in Pat's history, mm-hmm. right? Like, this this uh, last championship, this last Super Bowl, wouldn't have been won without him. The last two, he left his imprints on them, Yeah. right? Like, let me give you some stats. He has, I think he, he's second most of any uh, touchdowns uh, of a tight end in NFL history, I think, behind Tony Gonzalez. Uh, he has the most receptions uh, as a tight end of any Patriot ever. He's the single season touchdown record for a tight end in 2011 when he had 17, mm-hmm. like second in all time in postseason touchdowns behind Jerry Rice, and he set up the game winning, uh, t- uh, basically field goal for uh, no touchdown for the Pats this year. Like this guy has so many memorable moments, and to me, in a short career in nine years that were injury riddled, right? Yeah. We didn't see full Gronk. Yeah. I think it's fair to say we didn't yeah. see full healthy Gronk. That's a fair, and that's fair with almost any NFL player too. That, that's what I'm getting at. Like, imagine what he would have been in nine healthy years. We're saying nine years total, mm-hmm. but nine fully healthy years, things would have been a lot different. Okay. I think that he is. I think it's a debate between him and Tony Gonzalez, and I give Tony Gonzalez a lot of credit because of, of the numbers he put up and how he did it with a bunch of not all bums, but a lot of non Tom Brady quarterbacks. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, he played at Kansas City majority of his, majority of his career, and then ended it with Matt Ryan. Yeah, which was a plus for him. That's he needed it. Yeah, that's the best quarterback he's probably ever played with. And I'm gonna give a shout out also, and I know you're gonna mention him too because we had it t- talk yeah, about we, it. Or, yeah, we talked about earlier. talk about Antonio Gates. It's also from Detroit. So I'm gonna go with one A one B, Gonzalez Gronk. Okay. It's kind of like how the Jordan Kobe thing one A one B. 
and then All right. and then I'm throwing Antonio Gates. Throwing in Antonio Gates. Okay. At two. So that, so essentially that's your top three. Uh, One and two. I, One and two. But I'll say top three just because you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I I I agree with you on who your three are. I will always debate Gates versus Gronk only because we've seen Gronk a lot because of his, uh, you know, postseason success. Yeah, I know you're showing me the three rings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Had Gates actually went to the damn Super Bowl, the one year they actually could have, your <sighs> Patriots beat the Chargers. Yep. Right? So Imagine if Gates was with a guy like Brady, though. Actually, I think it'd be more or less. Imagine he was with a Belichick system. Yeah, because he had Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers isn't bad, but you don't have Bill Belichick as your head coach. Yeah, and nobody. Okay, yeah, no one's ever going to play for another type of Bill Belichick. Let's just end that right now, too. What the the coaching? How NFL teams hire coaches and trying to find the next Belichick, or in this case. Uh, uh, Sean McVay, like, you know, trying to find the next offensive genius, whatever. I I think it's a load of crap. Just find a really good coach and that develops the entire team, not just one side of the ball. What, what do you think is an entire crap? Say that again? What did you think of that, though, is the crap? Like, finding the diamond in the rough coach who's going to be that, like, collective genius like those two guys are, or? Yes, I th- and I think people are trying to – or not people, but teams are trying to – they're doing – they're almost overlooking. Yeah. And not just looking at a really good qualified coach, but that's topic story for another day. But to your point, yes, Gates did not play any Belichickian system. Therefore, his production isn't what it could be. What would well, I didn't even say his produ- You well, have his it stats, up. Yeah, his stats. I mean, he's pretty pretty damn good uh, overall in his current career because he did come back last season after like what th- three games. Uh, 955 catches overall, um, over 11,000 yards, almost at 12,000. If he plays this year, he will eclipse 12,000. Wasn't he? And 116 total touchdowns, eclipsing um, Tony Gonzalez for total touchdowns. Wasn't it? There was a game where he came back, and it was like one of the final games of the season, and he caught a touchdown from uh, Rivers, and it was it was a record breaker. I'm trying to remember which one it was. It was, was it second? All-time touchdowns or? Maybe. I think it is because um, Gonzalez has 111. Tony Gonzalez has 111 total. I don't see that getting broken anytime soon. I'm sorry. What, 116? What, 116 touchdowns? Yeah, that's how many Gates has. And he has 111, Gonzalez? Yeah. No, I'm talking about Gates. I don't see 116 touchdowns oh, getting yeah. broken anytime soon. Yeah, no. I think in comparing, in comparing Grunt with Gates – I think they actually have very similar career um, similarities from the standpoint of them being a tight end and being the number one passing option. Yeah. Which, obviously, that's how you get to 116 touchdowns. Had Gronk, to your point earlier, played healthy and maybe played longer, I think that record would have been his easily. I think his body, man, like, his body just... That's also that's also the thing about playing in cold weather, too. Yeah. He didn't play in the Dome. He didn't play in Kansas City or San Diego, for that matter. Yeah. In Kansas City, I mean, their weather gets cold, too. I've lived there, but it's still not 
Boston Cove. And he's also a blocking tight end, too. Like, we don't give him enough cre- Like, everyone says this, that he doesn't get enough credit for the blocking he does. Yeah. But he's he very, really does. He doesn't get the credit. You know, very physical player. And that's, that's I think, another aspect of his game that really takes a toll on his body. And he embraced being a blocking tight end in comparison to um, Jimmy Graham, who didn't want to block at all. Yeah. You see how that went for him? What team is he on? Oh, yeah, he's on Green he's Bay. Green Bay. So he's on the 13. And he was supposed to be the, like, new prototypical uh, split-out tight end. And yeah. that didn't work. And then we had uh, we have Kelsey now. And it seems like that wave has kind of, like, died out a little bit. And everyone's now on the George Kittle wave yeah. of San Francisco. But he had a great season, man. Even uh, Njoku from uh, Cleveland. Yeah, man. Njoku's no joke. And no pun intended. But he yeah. really is no joke. <laughs> For sure. Um, and then who's the guy from um, – I'm trying to think uh, from the Giants because he actually done pretty decent too. They're tight end. I Look can't think up. of it. I know Give you guys can pull up uh, your laptop up. But yeah, like he's done pretty well um, too in, in relation to who he's played with being Odell Beckham. Um, Evan Ingram? Yes, Ingram. Yeah. Him. God, this, I'm looking at the Giants roster, man. And it's depleted. <laughs> It's rough. And, and Eli Manning is still on the team. They need to go for – if they don't go for a quarterback, watch. It's either them or the Pats that go for a quarterback this year, whether the Patriots, it's draft. The Patriots will. The pa- Josh the, Rosen. The Patriots have gone after quarterbacks almost every, what, two years, actually? Like, in come round three? And they managed to pull off some of the best surprises. Look look at Jacoby Brissett. Yes. Jimmy uh, Garoppolo. He's st- – yeah. Uh, Still up for debate. In Jimmy my G? Only because he did have the good feud with three games and a half with New England. Yeah. And then he did do his thing with San Francisco towards the end. He got injured, bro. He did. But let's let's give him a full 16 just to see. Is it because of the money also? Because of how much he got paid? Yeah. I feel like, yeah. All right, I get it. You have to earn that money. Prove that you're worth that. Yeah. Like, through a 16-game stretch. Yeah. Like, even if you don't play a full 16, play 13. Yeah. Get your team into a playoff position and then sit out the last three. Don't get hurt. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, that's not to say that Matt Stafford isn't over, uh, overrated with the Detroit Lions. but Dude, I've heard that the Pats are interested in Matt Stafford. I I think it's time for him to leave Detroit. He's a – imagine if he gets – if he goes to the right team with a great coach, like – he threw Calvin Johnson out the league. He grunt Calvin Johnson. I would have loved Calvin Johnson to be on the New England Patriots. I was the guy, as soon as he retired, I'm like, dude, this is that type of move that the Pats make. Like, go after him. Oh, mm. you. the other thing I heard the mm. other day, which surprised me, was the Patriots tendered uh, Josh Gordon's contract, the $2.2 like, $2 million contract or something like that. And technically speaking... If he does come back from the suspension, which I'm pretty sure it's like really, it's going to be super difficult for Josh Gordon at this point to do that. Then <laughs> I, I don't think he plays in NFL again. I don't either, but I'm rooting for him. Addiction's too, a terrible as, thing. As a as a human being, yes, addiction horrible. Anybody that's listening, if you are addicted to something, know somebody that's addicted, seek help, get them help, be a kind human being. Just that's my PSA for today. But keep going. No, I I was just surprised. Like they actually tended the contract, and I thought because he has the suspension, or is it a ban or is it a suspension? I'm pretty sure it's a ban. He's, I think it's, 
I think it's an indefinite suspension because they haven't. I don't think he's officially been banned. I think the only reason why he hasn't officially been banned is because it's weed. I, but his addiction was more than weed, though. From what I've heard, it's just primi- primarily weed. I think at this point it's just weed, but before oh, then, God, yeah. it was the other stuff. Did you see photos of him when he was uh, his first year in Cleveland versus uh, last year with New England? Like how he looked? Yeah. He was bulked when he was in Cleveland. And when he was in New England, he looked like cut. Yeah. Like he was more of a wide receiver. Yeah. And I mean, he, well, he came out of college big. Ridiculously buff. Man. You could put your head between his biceps and you could crack your head like a watermelon. Or you can do that. <laughs> or you can do that. <laughs> oh, uh, shout out to one of the other co-hosts, Jackie. She said what up in the chat. What's good, Jackie? Thanks for listening. What's up, Jackie? How you, you doing, girl? messages, questions, hit us up. You going to karaoke tonight? No, I'm going to the Dodger game. Oh, sick invite, bro. I see how it is. Yeah, no problem. Hey, I got enough tickets for this season. You, I'll get you one. You ain't you ain't taking your cousin Alex with you? I see how it is, bro. Dude, cousin Alex, I'm sorry. This, this, these plans were already made. Let's see how I got goes, a, I got a bunch of games. You don't worry. I'll get you. I want to go to the Dodger Red Sox game. Are, are they on? They're not, they're not coming out here this year. Really? They, but the Red Sox come to Anaheim. They play the Angels every year. You want to go play? Uh, you want to go do an Angel game? and We can do some recording out there. Possibly. Talk to some fans. Maybe. See which team is better in red, which of course is. Oh, the only thing I'll leave on that note oh, is that. Hey, but you know, everybody's gonna talk about the four hundred thirty million dollar man. Which, by the way, I didn't mention on my last show. Mike Trout. Four hundred thirty million dollars. Contract to finish his career with the Angels. That is, I can't say this word. Uh, it's it's crazy. I was gonna say something else, but yeah. I mean, they got to do whatever they can to convince the best player in baseball not to step out of a team that's been in mediocrity with the best player in baseball. One playoff appearance. One. I mean, you would think the Angels wouldn't do this again after what they did with uh, Pujols. Oh, dude. Ten years, was it 10 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Big letdown. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. However, they did. However, to the Angels' credit, they still caught Trout in, their, in his 20s compared to Pujols' 30s. Yeah. But it's more than 10 years, and it's pretty much half a billion dollars. Yeah, you got to pay up. The thing, honestly, and that, it's guaranteed. That contract didn't surprise me. You know what surprised me? The team that did it. No, actually, no, no. That didn't surprise me either. The, what surprised you? The contract that surprised me was the one that got turned down, which was Bryce Harper and the Dodgers. Yeah, because it was shorter term. Four years, forty-five million. You know what you do? As soon as you're done with that, you make your money, and year before you go for a contract extension, you do something. Yeah, like um, Kershaw did this year. And he still went for technically less money per for a year. long deal. Yeah. I, I think with baseball, and I think just with any team sport pro player in general, it's if you are at an age, so Bryce is younger than, Bryce is older than you, but he's younger than me. Yeah. I think he's and 28. He, I, he might be 26. I Let think he's 26. Because I'm 28, but I'm older he's than He's 26. Him. You're yes. right. So he's 26. I'm 28. He's also married. I am not. So I think for him. Ladies, hit him up in the chat. No. Um, 
No. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Jackie, hit him up. You got his number. Shut up. <laughs> Mute you. <laughs> yeah, man. I did mute myself because I, I yeah I needed to get that out. Congratulations! I played. Congratulations! You played. I, I, damn it! <laughs> yeah, I beat you to it. <laughs> you played yourself. You played yourself. Looks in the mirror. Congratulations! You played yourself. All right, you gonna keep going on with that joke? Yeah, man. Why, why not? Anyway, whatever. The point I was <laughs> making is, I think Harper really just wanted somewhere where he can like settle down his roots and you know have a family and all that. I think that was his biggest factor. Versus coming out to LA, which is closer to Vegas, where he's from, and trying to make it work out here. We'll see if the Phillies end up being decent. Well, I mean, if anything's a, a pro, uh, like a prediction measurement, the fact that they booed him in his first game there, that made me laugh yeah. really hard. <laughs> like your first game, big signing, big player, arguably top two, top three in baseball right now. And you boo the guy. That was hilarious. I watched that video like five times. I want you to know. <laughs> I bet you did. It was great, man. <laughs> and then I watched the J.D. Martinez home run last night on repeat five, six times. Oh, and look what just came across my phone. Per ESPN. What? Lakers are sitting out LeBron for the rest of the year. Good riddance. Here wow. we go. Oh, man. Okoki from uh, Auburn. They, yeah. Oh, man. I saw it lot. I'm like, his knee buckled. It's like, you know right then. Mm-hmm. It hurt to watch that. Mm-hmm. That just killed Auburn's chances. Yeah, well, now that we're talking about Auburn. Oh, God. And the NCAA tournament. How many games of this tournament have you watched? Be I'd honest. Say, I'd say, uh, like, watched full through or... Yes. Watch full through. Probably about 17 games full through. Okay. Good for you. Because you want to know how many I've watched? Three. No. I've watched half of two. Half of two? Here's why. So one. Pretty much one game. <laughs> and I think, and, yeah, and I think I watched it. I think I, I think I had a couple minutes of some other ones just flipping. But in my defense, prior to the tournament starting, I think, as I've told you and I've told a couple others, and I mentioned on here on the show, I was in Vegas for that WCC tournament. Within five days, I watched 14 games. Yeah. I am college basketball out. I get it. Until the Final Four. I will watch that, which is next weekend. But today and tomorrow is the Elite Eight. And in the Elite Eight, look at this bracket here. So, in the East, we have number one, Duke, versus number two, MSU, Go Blue. I'm not a Sparty fan whatsoever. However, for the state (laughs) of Michigan – Make it happen. Just beat Duke, please. <laughs> please, man. And I'm not a Duke hater. It's just I don't think they should win the national championship this year. And I've been – my argument has always been this year that the one-and-done team, that is Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, and Cam Reddish weren't going to do it. And the close they keep getting to doing it, I am just going to be wrong, and I don't want to be wrong. Michael so had Tennessee in the Final Four. And I laughed at him. I sent him a text right after uh, they lost. I'm like, bleep Tennessee. <laughs> Shout out to UK. Let's go Big Blue. Tyler Hero, the hero last night. And PJ Washington, boy. And, that, and we'll mention that game in a second. So in the South, we got University of Virginia, which is the one seed in that uh, bracket, versus number three, Purdue. Go Big Ten. They should have not made it past Oregon. I'm putting it out there. They should have not made it past Oregon. 
I mean, I wanted them to I lose mean, again. I mean, this is the second time Virginia's been a number one seed, and I think was it last year they were number one, and they got bounced like around early. UMB, UMBC, they got kicked out by. All right, I got it right here. Yes. All right, they got Please. knocked out by Michigan State, who was a fourth seed in 2014. Right. Okay. They got knocked out by Michigan State again as a seventh seed. Michigan State was in 2015. They got knocked out by Syracuse, who was a 10th seed in 2016. And last year, they were the first team that was a one seed getting taken out by a 16 seed. I swear Virginia is like the Gonzaga of the ACC. They are. They really are. Like, they're the complete Gonzaga replica. Except this Gonzaga team this year, who I have winning the whole thing, is much better. I'm telling you, Virginia is like the dumb butt lightning rod of every team <laughs> in the NCAA tournament. Like, I'm just trying to figure out how they end up keep getting these number one seeds, man. Like, how? Gonna, because it's Virginia. The coaching is really off the charts, honestly. For a team to get a one seed like that, even if they're losing in the NCAA tournament, like, yeah. to get that way, like, I got to give, I gotta tip my hat to the coaching staff. Okay. I don't watch them at all, so you know about this clearly way more than I do. I, it's only a few teams in college basketball I follow, your Kentucky being one of them. I do follow Duke, Michigan. Oh, out west, at least in L.A., I do follow UCLA. You got to. I do. In USC, I would follow them, but they suck horrendously. Oh, man. Uh, It's rough times. And then between the work that I do, I follow Gonzaga now. So, uh, in the west, Gonzaga versus Texas Tech. Where the the hell did Texas Tech come from? Why are they good? I'm so confused. I don't know. There's so many teams. I can't follow all of them. College football is way easier to follow. In my opinion. The bracketing system's a lot easier than this, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, and you only care about the top 25 teams, not 68 of them. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And then in the Midwest region, shout out to where I'm from, your number two Kentucky Wildcats versus the number five Auburn Tigers, a battle to SEC. Dude, where did SEC come from this year? Everyone was good. Is It's I unfair. I think this is the best year in SEC basketball ever. Yeah. At least in my lifetime. It's ridiculous. Everyone. Auburn's good. Uh, Tennessee was good. Uh, UK. Well, they have high expectations every year. They do, realistically. Okay, fine. They have good expectations. They have high expectations, but this team is actually really good. Okay, the UK fan base usually has championship or bust expectations every year, if I'm not mistaken. No, that's that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how realistic they are, mm, but they put enough pressure on the Kentucky dudes as much as Alabama fans put on Alabama football. As for me as a UK fan, I had more expectations set on the De'Aaron Fox Malik Monk team than I did on this team. And really? Yeah. Fox all right. Fox to me is a more well rounded, taller and faster version of John Wall. Okay. And he's already proving it. De'Aaron Fox had, I think, the he's third all time in like the most points scored by a freshman in, in like, the first three uh, NCAA tournament games ever, and he has, like, 72 points scored. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, he was legit. Like, this guy was real. Now, of the SEC team, which I told you pre-show, I'm going to make fun of LSU. Yep. Because this is the team that Philadelphia's favorite ball player, not named Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons was supposed to do when he was there for a year, but he didn't give a damn. Two-time rookie of the year, Ben Simmons. <laughs> I'm still pissed. Donovan Mitchell was robbed. 
Oh, yeah, anything, you know, he was. He if, really was. I thought he was going to win the thing. If anything, they should have done co-rookies of the year, and I would have been I okay. I wouldn't have minded that just because. Okay. Yes, Ben Simmons in the Sixers did go to the playoffs. It also wasn't a solo act. Donovan Mitchell revived the Jazz. I mean, he revived the entire team and got them to the playoffs. Did they pan out? Oh, matter of fact, they beat um. Then they beat the Thunder. They did. Right. How do you not credit that? Like, how do you, how do you pick the guy that everybody had expectation for compared to somebody who actually proved himself from 15, game one, fifteen to game eighty two out of Louisville? This guy that had literally zero expectations on set on him. He was the last of the lottery picks. And went to Utah. And he's not Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Man. And they lost all right. They lost Hayward. They inserted him and all and of a became sudden, better. They did. They they are better than they were with Hayward. And that's no slight against Hayward. It's just the system, the player, and the coaching all are on the same page. And he's fun to watch. He is. He's not some, you know, bland player. That's a pun on my last name. Y'all can't use it. But wait, what? You, oh, you heard me. Bland player? Mm-hmm. Is that your rap name? No. What'd you say then just now? I said that's a pun on my last name. What's your last name? I just said it. Player? No. Bland? Mm-hmm. Your last name's Bland? Mark Bland? Yes. Wait. Wow. Oh. You still stunned by this right now? No. Okay. I would have been more stunned if your last name was Player. That would have been fun. I'd had I'd 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 had an alter ego using that my entire life, giving me the opportunity. But instead, I had to deal with horrible dad and teacher jokes <laughs> every first day of school. Mister Bland. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Here's my here's my favorite one. Like midway through the year, you're not bland at all. Like, yeah, no, thanks. I try not to be. I try not to embody that. Thank you. I'm not dull. How often did you get that? Once a year, minimum. You got names of people who said it to you? No. I try not to remember. We can take care of some business. It's okay. Nope. I'm Russian. We know some people. <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wish you could see him right now. He's like, nope, 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 nope. That's a nope for me, Bob. Nope, nope, no, 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 no. All right. <laughs> anyway, along with everything that's going on college basketball. Also, Duke should not be here right now. Duke should not be standing today. No. They should have lost to UCF. Should have lost to UCF. They should have lost last <sighs> night. Taco Fall, man. Taco. 7-6. Dude is large. He made Zion look like an ant on the court. Yao Ming did the same thing to Shaq, too. He really did. <laughs> Yao Ming I'm, did the same thing I'm to Shaq. This. <laughs> Both of them, which are 7-6. Shaq is 7-2, but he's, Yao still makes Shaq look like a child. Whoa! Yeah, you looking at that? What? Yeah, he makes Shaq look normal, uh, and neither of them are normal-sized human beings by any stretch of the imagination. He never looks happy. Hey, I mean, he just has you know RBF. Oh, there! Ah, there we go. See what I did there? He he just. I think honestly, <laughs> Yao Ming just always looks like wow. Whoa! This is a throwback right here. Whoa. Shaq is also like bending. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Shh, don't don't tell her. 
She's fine. <laughs> she could care less. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'm just waiting for this tournament to get over so we can get on to NBA playoff basketball. Dude, I'm so ready. Like, it, this is one of those This seasons. is the part of the season where I hate is like the end of March, beginning of April. It's a week and a half left. Yeah. Like, come on. Can we just finish it already? And the, everyone in the media is going to start up stories because it's like there's nothing else to talk about. And, like, don't get me wrong. I'm still going to watch my Celtic games. But, yeah. like, all right, we know how the seeding's going to kind of play out. Like, let's just get started because playoff basketball is way more entertaining and it's a seven-game series where you're playing against the same team so you know how to scheme. Like, that's the type of basketball I want to see. And you see guys start to actually hate each other. Yes. Over a seven-game series. Like, you start to see people just hate each other in the quest for a title. Hey, Philadelphia and Boston during this playoff run. Somebody's going to fight. I'll put money on it right now. It's uh, Marcus Morris. Oh, yeah. I mean, but he's a fighter. And Marcus Smart. Smart over Morris. You saw what Smart did to Embiid. Smart before Morris. Morris has actually calmed down. Yeah. He 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 he's mature. Smart. Oh yeah. He 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 ready to scrap. But but Smart. He stay ready. He stays ready, and honestly, like that's why we want him because he's that guy that'll stand up for a dude. Like, there's no offense, to Jason Tatum. I love Jason Tatum. But if you have Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum, one of those dudes coming at you, you're going to look at Jason Tatum and you're going to blow and he's going to fall over. Marcus Smart will come and take you down. I do think, though, for Boston, if in any series they get down 2-0, I'm intrigued to see if Kyrie checks out mentally. Because of the speculation that he might leave Boston after the season, because he's had his riffs with teammates both publicly and within the organization you know quietly i'm intrigued to see if he actually mentally checks out being down 2-0 and just moves on you're gonna make me go on my rant are you no i'm not and you're gonna keep that rant to yourself matter of fact entertain us with this rant oh my god go ahead do it all right so the kyrie the ever the ever-continuing rumors of Kyrie Irving being linked to the New York Knicks. Yes, we know Kyrie Irving was raised in the New York area, played high school ball out there, and we know that it's somewhat of a home for him. Mm-hmm. But we also know that Kyrie Irving is still on the Boston Celtics. We know that the New York Knicks are going to try and make some moves this offseason. And... Kyrie Irving, sure, is the biggest domino for this NBA free agency period. What he does decides what Kevin Durant does. Can have an aftermath ripple uh, to maybe change Kawhi Leonard's decision where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. Could potentially adjust where players go in its totality, where Anthony Davis ends up. Look, at the end of the day, Kyrie Irving is a Boston Celtic. And no matter what happens... He's a, he's a Celtic right now. He's a Celtic right now. Fair point. But no matter what happens, it won't affect the Celtics. Why not? Because we have just as good, if not a better younger, better in the sense of being a younger, uh, not as injury prone player who has proven himself as a starting point guard, both in terms of playoff success and also in his first two starts, he dropped a triple double and then dropped 31 points with the Celtics. And that is Terry Rozier, who is up for free agency this period. The Celtics, although Kyrie Irving can leave, hold all the dominoes. 
They have the most attractive assets available for teams, aside from the Lakers, who can throw literally anything to get Anthony Davis. But how long does the how as an NBA franchise, how long do you hoard draft picks for though? This no, this is the summer where everything gets decided. Think about it. This is the summer where the most available free agents that are willing to change scenes are out think, there. I don't think all of them. Okay, you said this summer. Say that phrase one more time. This summer is the summer mm-hmm. in the last four or five years, right? NBA free agency period, where are the some of the top names are on the market that are also the most willing, it seems, to change their destinations. So when we're talking about guys willing to leave, AD is not a free agent, so he doesn't count. Kyrie. KD. KD. Kawhi. Jimmy Butler. Klay Thompson. Uh, Al Horford, potentially, if his player option doesn't go through. Is a player option. He's staying. You don't know that for sure. Because he could end up being roped into a trade with another team, and then he can decline his player option and go into free agency. If he, first of all, that's not smart for him to do, only because this last year will be the highest he makes. Yeah, no, highest he makes. So I, I think free agency isn't the move for him. Now, if he gets traded and somebody's willing to take on his player option contract, good for him. Homie. That's what I'm getting at. Get paid. But... Okay, so Horford's an asterisk along with AD about potential trade. Eh. You and got, he has the option. You got Kawhi. You still so we have. We mentioned five. We've mentioned we, five. All right, well, let's just keep it with the big five. Oh, I can throw five more at you that you wouldn't expect. Okay, who are the other five? Kemba Walker. Tobias Harris. Mm. He could. It's he either, could. It's either Jimmy or him. I think they go with Tobias. I, I agree with you. He fits more into what they're doing and is fitting perfectly offensively. The only thing that they'll miss about Jimmy is the defense because that's really what he does. And also clutch time. I'm still sour that the Clippers traded him. Yeah. But it was fun to watch him. Hey, but still they're they they were reaping the benefits. They're gonna have a bunch of money to play with this summer. They got draft picks. They're, they're yeah. good. Yes. And they still are in the playoffs compared to the other team in Los Angeles who comparably has the more titles but isn't the best team in LA right now. Yeah. They haven't been the best team in LA. And you got Chris Middleton, and I know Chris Middleton is... He's an all-star now. And he's working with the Bucks, and he's working with uh, Giannis. Like, it seems most likely that I he's locked he, up. I think he stays. Oh, 100%. I think Clay stays, too, and I think Kawhi will stay. I, think, I don't think Kawhi's going to come out here. I think if the Raptors go to the Eastern Conference Finals, he stays with the Raptors. But I do think one of the things that will affect it is where Kyrie ends up and where... If he if Kyrie goes to New York, it's almost safe to say that uh, KD will go to New York, right? Think that's a fair assumption. It's a two for one. No, you're gonna say no. The only reason I am saying no, I have a gut feeling that Kyrie might come out to LA to play with his big brother LeBron. I don't think he'll come to the Lakers, man. I don't. I think they both need each other, and I think they realized that this year. I think that Kemba Walker and Jimmy Butler are the two players that come to the Lakers and play with LeBron. That's an interesting lineup. That's an interesting team. And then they re-sign JaVale, and they use that money to go after a couple other guys. And I hope Rondo comes back to the Lakers, too. I it, love, I'm love. i a Rondo fan. You should be a Rondo fan. He went to Kentucky. Bro, come on. I have a Celtics jersey up in my studio. Okay, good. Come on. I don't hate. I understand. Rajon Rondo was the biggest part of the big three after 2010. 
Yeah. That's the reason why their longevity went. The day that they were playing, I think it was game five or six against Miami in Miami, he dropped 44-9-7 and seven on the Heat. No, 44-11-9, I think it was. And that's the game I'm like, all right, the only reason why Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen are still being able to compete with guys like this in the East yes. with that dominance is because Rajon Rondo is the guy who's behind them at point guard. Like, it's unfair to call them the big three. It was the big four. There's a reason it why was. there were four all-stars on that team. Yes. Like, Celtics fans need to get it through their heads. Yeah. But back to free agency. Yes. KD, I think KD's out of Golden State. I think the whole world knows it. If he did stay, biggest surprise of the summer. But I yeah, think, I, think, I agree. I think we all think he's out of here. But you mentioned something to me pre-show about Kyrie potentially going to the Nets. They were linking him to the Nets because they said he might prefer going there. But that doesn't add I see up. The, I see the appeal, kind of. But think about what it does to their system. D'Angelo Russell is already leading them as like a point guard swingman type of ordeal, and they already have Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, you don't necessarily need to pay that much, which Kyrie's going to command top dollar on the free agent market. Of course. You don't need to pay that for a guy who comes into your system and kind of meshes with, like, messes with the lineup already. Go after a big man go after a power forward or a scoring small forward that type of thing you know who would make sense to brooklyn though even though they probably won't even consider it dwight howard no Kawhi. it makes sense but Kawhi wouldn't go there why do you think he wouldn't i don't think he would either but i think it makes sense it makes perfect sense from a team standpoint and from what like on paper what Kawhi brings and what brooklyn has like it's a pair made in heaven. Yeah, but I it's think a, it's a couple guys that could actually make it happen in Brooklyn. Yeah, and they could be like a legit team for the next four years. But I don't think anybody's going there. I think they, I think I think the Nets will end up, in my personal opinion, being the Warriors of the East, where they draft and develop their talent. Oh, a hundred percent. And in the next, give them two. We'll see three all stars on that team that have been either traded there or drafted. Well, mind you, uh, when they start actually getting their draft picks back after, uh, thankfully for that uh, trade to Boston. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, who was it at the time? It was Billy King. Billy King with the Nets, Danny Ainge with the Celtics. Trader Danny, man, dude, best. He is. I don't think it's a, a debate anymore. I think everyone understands he is the best GM in basketball. Arguably second or one A one B with uh, Bob Myers at a Golden State. Jerry West. He's not a GM. Consultant. He was. You talking about just present day? Present day. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. It, if we're going back, Danny Ainge is probably top five. Hell, Sam Presti got a, has been really good with Oklahoma City. I'm still going to knock him for the James Harden trade, and I'm going to knock him for the Reggie Jackson move. I'm going to knock him that Reggie Jackson for... Move, the Reggie Jackson move didn't hurt them, though. It didn't hurt them, but it also didn't add anything. It didn't. I'd rather get rid of a liability and be completely stagnant than keep a liability and we deteriorate. Well, he was only he was going to leave that year anyway. I'd rather just run him with the playoffs yeah, and, and then let him, him to out. Detroit. So I'm still kind of hating. You're welcome. Mm. I'm also hating on that because the Serge Ibaka deal and the fact that he could have given if he gave Harden, I think it was like four million dollars a year extra, he could have kept him. And not to mention. 
the Jeff Green Perkins trade. Like you gave Perkins five years, thirty-five million. Like I love Perk, but the reason why he was such a good defender is because the dude next to him was literally like sixty forty defense. Sixty percent was KG, forty percent was Perkins. Perkins was just a big body down low that like looked at you scarily and you didn't want to go near him. For sure. And Masai Ujiri from Toronto. Great GM. Yeah, what he did with uh, Denver a couple years ago. Yeah, man. And look where Denver's at now. That was they were that was the year they were the first seed, right? When they still had Carl and they were running with um, Melo. Me- no, 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 no. They were running with Andre Iguodala. Who else was on that team? I'm trying to remember. It was. It Jimmy- was because that was what six years ago. Because he's been with Toronto for a while now. Uh, he's been with Toronto for quite some time. Let's look it up. Denver's already 54 and 24. I mean, 51 and 24. Damn. Dark Horse out the West. That's what I'm saying. They're the one team that I can't gauge playoff success because they haven't proven it. But I think their first two series might go seven games. Yeah, I I can see that. They will push whoever they play to the brink. And if they get over it, that will give them more confidence going into each um, subsequent round. Yeah, I agree with that. They could, in theory, in my opinion, go to the conference finals. But if they do, depending on their season, they either have to come up against Golden State one round before or meet them at the end. You're right. 2012-2013, they were fifty. Se- they were second in the NBA. Uh, they were uh, 57-25 and 25 under George Carl. They had Corey Brewer, Wilson Chandler, Fareed, Evan Fournier, Gallinari. Yes, because that, that was the post-mellow trade. Yep, Iguodala, Costa Kufis. Ty Lawson, that was the year JaVel McGee had the big contract that he got from them. Yeah. Andre Miller was still big. Andre Miller. Timothy Mozgov. Anthony Randolph. <sighs> what he could have been, man. <laughs> he was he was the standard of what power forwards are today. He just came too early and was too raw. Yeah. It, yeah. I think when, when you get drafted or traded to a team, whatever the case may be, I think the system that you go to is going to obviously dictate what happens to the rest of your career because if you get off to such a bad start, nobody will touch you again. But if you get off to a possibly an over overrated start, everybody wants you. Then you kind then the truth kind of comes out later. But look at the Celtics this year; it's the same thing. Look at the Phoenix Suns, bro. <laughs> look at Devin Booker. He is the is best he, player. Is Devin Booker overrated to you? He shows flashes, but I, all right, I'll put it like this: He's a great player, but Kentucky Wildcat, I love him. But when you are that good, and when people are claiming you're that good, and your team is this bad, like come how many on, head coaches man. does he have in his career so far? Three, right? He hasn't, three? Had, he hasn't had a year of consistency yet. And they needed. They're going to develop uh, Aiton. They're going to develop him some more. He's not done with his development, of course. No. And uh, I'm interested to see this kid Dragon Bender, who was drafted so highly because of the Porzingis hype of the Euro players. Yeah. I want to see how Dragon Bender turns out because he shows flashes every now and then. I think Devin Booker needs to make his way out of Phoenix somehow. Some I way. agree. I agree. Now, who he goes to, or who he gets traded to, that's up in the air. I don't see a team at the moment that he fits or that fits him based on what every other team in the league has. Now I can think of one right off the bat. Who? He'd be perfect next to Damian Lillard instead of C.J. McCollum. Really? Yeah. 
Think as about a, CJ, as a ball dominant guard that Damian Lillard is. But think about he is to me, CJ McCollum is more ball dominant than Devin Booker is. Devin Booker can play a lot off ball too. More so than McCollum can. Okay. Now that you mention that, what if he went to Dallas and played with Luca? What are you giving up? I'm not talking trade particulars right now. Oh, I'm just, just like I'm just thinking it. Th- like we're talking 2K trades at the moment. Okay. <laughs> In 2K uh, theory, Luca and him. You have your big fella who can score from the wing and down low, and you have your ball dominant guard who can score and pass. That's your big little, and then you need somebody in the in the, in the middle, middle between them, who does not require the ball a lot, but can put the ball in the basket on command. Who is their center anyway? I'm actually, looking it up. Actually, now we're talking two K trade. Uh, Booker, Clay Thompson, Luca. Booker, Clay Thompson, Luca. That would actually kill. <sighs> that would kill. I wouldn't be playing those guys. They will also become the Golden State Warriors. I'm except Booker and Booker scores way more than Steph. Yeah, I like. I all right. I this is something else I wanted to bring up. Okay, I want to end this debate over Trey Young being Rookie of the Year. No, why not? Luka Doncic has been consistent all year. Trey Young, although has six thirty point games, co Rookie of the Year. No, why not? Second in voting is Trey Young. Oh, come on, man. You got to be consistent. Give props to, you got to give props to the little guy, man. I'm giving him props. That's why he's second. But who's done it more consistently all year? Whose team has a better record? Who is a bigger impact on their team that leads to win shares? They're both not playoff teams. Look at Atlanta's record. Look at Dallas's record. Atlanta. Dallas. I'll tell you Dallas's record right now. Please do. Dallas's record right now is 29 and 46. And Atlanta's is. You know, ain't nothing having this force this week. Man, you know, it's a rough week. Dude. And my show's on a Saturday. So everything's Damn. been talked about. <laughs> Damn. It's all good. It's all good. Let's see. All right. Atlanta's 2749. You said Dallas is 2946. All right. I'm w- Dallas plays in the Western Conference, by the way. Just throwing it out. Yeah, there. like think about who they're playing more frequently than Atlanta. But Trey Young's been balling. All right, wait a sec. And he's been slept on since like all star break. Or before I, they practice. I never slept on him. I said he was a great player, and I was no, I'm not saying see you slept on no, no, him. No, 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 people. The masses. All right. Here. We'll do this. Make it easier. So, Trey Young's stats this year, 19 points per game, uh, 3.6 rebounds per game, and 7.9 assists per game. All right? Yep. Lucas, 21.1 points per game, 7.6 rebounds per game, 5.9 assists per game. Both of them are better than the number one pick. <laughs> Bro. I, I said it from the get-go. Like, to me, like, how are you not going to give the guy that's won a EuroLeague title, was a EuroLeague MVP, played with these guys for a hot minute? I think, but you know what, though? 
at least in Lucas' defense, I'm glad he didn't go to Phoenix. That would have been bad. That would have been horrible. Phoenix drafted DeAndre Ayton just for the whole, we're drafting. Hometown hero. Yeah, he's local. He went to AZ down the highway. We're keeping him here. AZ fans, come to Phoenix and watch us play. No. And think about what they needed more. They had Devin Booker, who was a scoring guard. They're not going to go after a point guard. They can trade for that. Trade for a guy like, um, what's his name? Uh, Drew Holiday. What did they need? They needed a big badly. Yeah. They drafted Dragon Bender. How's that ended up? Horrible. (laughs) The dragon got bent. Okay. Two things. Last thing before we move on to the the last thing of the show, because we hit an hour. All right. It's all good, because, you know, even if we go past an hour, I don't care. (laughs) It's my show. (laughs) Um, Is Zion the number one pick this year? Looking ahead. I say no. Who do you got then? John Morant. I got Zion going one and John Morant going two. But I think that it's one thing that plays into it. Team. Oh, yeah, obviously. Like, NBA draft, along with the NFL draft, but whatever. NBA draft, if you have, like, hype coming out, you will get drafted high. Not based on always your production, but usually it's the team you play for. So, if you play for one of the top ten, you know, um, blue blood programs in college basketball, good chance you're getting drafted top ten. Yeah. Unless you are – no, I'm not even going to say that because even Marvin Williams came off the bench as a sixth man for North Carolina. Marvin Williams. And was the number number two pick coming off the bench for that championship North Carolina team. So, if you go to a top ten blue blood program, you will get drafted high. If you are a mid-major, but you can probably outbeat some of these top, you know, ten major guys, yeah, you'll still fall like five through 20. I think one thing that we should also note is that I think there are potentially two to three guys off of UK's roster that get drafted in the lottery. That's happening every year, though. No, this is different, though. That happens a lot more often than none. Because lottery is top 14. Yeah, but think about how stacked this class has been for, like, big-name players. Duke has three top three picks potentially, right? Yes. Then you got John Morant. You have uh, this and he kid. Might, he might slide just because of size of school. And uh, uh, the I kid from UNC that balled out. Uh, I think one of the MSU name? kids might come out this year. MSU, Gonzaga. Gonzaga's got three, but, they, but they'll be spread out. Yeah. They well, got one lottery pick at least. Maybe I'm, two. I'm telling you, I think PJ, PJ Washington for sure, he's going – Lottery, I think it's safe to say. He's like Wendell Carter Jr. last year, but a little bit more efficient, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, honestly, Reed Travis, undervalued. I think he goes 15 through 20, although it's not lottery, but it's like right there. It's like fringe. Yeah. Uh, And I think one dude that's super undervalued who could either go with the – depending upon how the rest of the tournament plays out, his stock could rise like John Morant's stock did. Uh, Tyler Hero. Okay. Yeah, the man. The man's been balling out in the NCAA tournament. You like Tyler, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see, there we go. There <laughs> goes my hero. We even got the cosign. All right. So before we wrap it up, I told you before the show started that I had a special video. It's like we. It's just clowning session for me. Um. So the clip for everybody out there. So this was one of my favorite shows. Radio shows is now become a radio show into a podcast format. On ESPN, one of my favorite radio hosts, um, podcast host, 
with Monty Jones. It's called the right time, and it's no longer a day, five day a week radio show, but again, a two day a week podcast. It's actually pretty dope. You guys should check it out. However, him and his former producer Shannon Penn came up with camisms, <laughs> and camisms are post game quotes from Carolina Panthers quarterback Cam Newton and his misusage or um, respelling and reusing of words. And it's just pure gold. I shared this with members of my family, and we now bring this up maybe once a month. So I'm sharing it with you. This is your first time listening, but this brings me so much joy out of and laughter. Everybody out there, camisms. Last night, the Dolphins had no chance, Bo. And last last night during the post game press conference, Cam Newton told you why the Dolphins had no oh. choice. But we just wanted to come out and oppose our will. They wanted to come out and oppose no. their will. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oppose. Oppose. But we just wanted to come out and oppose our will. They wanted oh, to oppose no. their will. Absolutely. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Are you done? No, I'm not. Because then after the game, they also talked about Cam's mind frame, mindset, especially with the music in the locker room. My uh, music selection is is pretty aggressive with the softness. Just tone it down just a little second so we can clear our minds and you know put like a little heavily voice in our in our hearts and minds. Aggressive with the softness. I didn't realize that was something that you could do at the same time, but apparently, according to Cam, you can do that. But yeah, definitely was a beat him down. Was it forty five twenty one route last night? And yeah. I'd imagine that the Dolphins didn't know that the Panthers wanted to run it, so they definitely we're not gonna let the cat out the hat. They didn't let the cat out the hat. <laughs> they weren't gonna let them know exactly what was coming. That they were gonna play some hard football and not some other sport. We're not playing ballet. <laughs> they are not playing ballet. You mentioned not having Kelvin Benjamin, so they had to rely on other guys to run the ball with Jonathan Stewart. And definitely, yeah, we just lost a great player. But nevertheless, you know. The, the 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 Titanic still has to go. It still has to go, no matter what. No matter what the iceberg is sitting in front of it, the Titanic has to go. What? Now, you got all these guys running the ball now, and he some was... people can get upset, but you definitely don't want to... Ruffle the Lions' feathers. You do not want to ruffle the Lions' oh. feathers. You got to make sure everybody can run the ball. And if can, when you're running, you got to slide. If not, your arm or your leg could get... It could have been contorted in a way. It could have been contorted in a way, absolutely. And I, I was happy to see that the, the Panthers did not hold up in the second half and they kept it going you still got to keep you know moving the 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 pendulum forward you got to keep moving the pendulum forward you got to go 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 you cannot stop (laughs) and i'd imagine that the panthers are feeling good about themselves after that game this hiatus that we're on right now you know no one in that locker room wants to come down from no one in that locker room wants to come down from this hiatus that this team is on right now i'm sure they are feeling great about themselves you know our morals are high their morals are definitely high in this game you know you dropped a pinnacle last night he did drop a binnacle last but night. But he used it kind of properly. He did, and that's why I didn't use it, because I know if he goes back and look at it. Hindsight's always 50-50. Hindsight's always 50-50, definitely. And, and when you keep doing things over and over at times. The monotonism of life can get old. Absolutely, the monotonism of life can get old. That could be a very negative thing, or. Unpositive. Or unpositive, and that is a fact. So much so that you could. You could probably, you know, ink it in, 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 in gold. You can ink it in gold, but. If you can't Newton, man, these are just some of the things you just got to deal with. You know, you put a person up on a pinnacle and you just analyze them from so many different areas. It's kind of unfair, but, you know, that's the life we live. And that's what fascinates me. Brought to you by... <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> You're welcome. We put everyone on a pinnacle. You don't ruffle the lion's feathers. You don't ruffle, man. You don't ruffle the lion's feathers. And one thing I, you know, I just try on a daily basis not to let the monotony of my life get to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want to put a bet together to see Floyd Money Mayweather and Cam Newton try and read like three pages out of a book and see what you get out of it. Shut up. <laughs> shut, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. I got a crazy story for you because you brought this up. Please share. So one time I was in Vegas. Wait, wait, wait. You said you got. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was like, build me up with this story because. Oh, you got story time? Oh, no, 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 no. It's a two second story. It's not. Oh, big. really? Yes. All right, what's the door? One time when I was in Vegas. One time in I was, Vegas. I was at the tables. Wait, which tables are we talking? Which are we playing poker? Are we playing 21? What are we playing? Craps. Ah, that one. Keep going. I once rolled 77 sevens in a row. Ooh. Dave Chappelle skit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. If I could do the cricket noise, I would do it right now. Oh no, I'm getting muted again. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What are you doing? You know exactly what I'm doing. Damn it. I do have one actually funny story with an athlete though. Okay, well you can tell me that off air and if it's good, we'll bring it back next time. No, it's a good story. It's actually a really good story with Kenneth Farid. How, how good? Like good like your seventy seven seven. I'm going home. And that's today's show, everybody. <laughs> so, yep, once again, thank you all for tuning in to Sports Talk with Mark. And thank you to my special guest, Alex Hines of Courtside Radio. And what other shows? Oh, The Ruckus. Bring it. Um, don't at me. Don't at me. And tell everybody again where they can find you in the world of Instagram. Oh, man. On Instagram, at Himesworld, H-Y-M-E-S-W-O-R-L-D. For sure. Always, as usual, find me, Life of Mark. You know where the underscores go. Find me, hit us up. Alex, appreciate you coming through, man. Where do the underscores go? After life, after of, and after Mark. There's one after Mark? Yes. Oh. There's three of them. Why after Mark? Good joke. <laughs> y'all see what I got to Y'all hear what I got to deal with, man? This is, every, this is every Thursday and Saturday, baby. Man. <laughs> it's like that scene in Family Guy where uh, which scene the one where it's like I'm a tumor I'm a tumor I'm a tumor yes I'm a tumor I'm a tumor I'm a tumor I might have a Family Guy dedicated episode one day probably in the summer I might bring you back for that one hell if yeah I it, if I do it just play that on repeat for an hour and I'll just do it in my voice too I mean we can just go bit by clip by clip on Family Guy we should honestly just have an episode where it's us like reenacting like skits from it but no, like just the just, audio no, just talk in Family Guy quotes. See how long we I'm keep down. It up. I'm down. See how long. Matter of fact, I might jump on one of your podcasts. We can do that. We can do that. I can do that. That sounds fun. Dude, I can do that better though with Rick and Morty. Like 100%. Dude, if I do that, my boy Jack has to come in on that one. Existence is pain for me, Seeks. Oh, jeez, Rick. Oh, jeez, Rick. I'm Mr. Me Seeks. Look at me. <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. Y'all know I'm corny as hell for that one. But it doesn't matter. Hey. Everybody, as I say at the end of every show, find peace, be open and share love, and be blessed. We are out of here.